Welcome to the Family Life Christian Fellowship Podcast. Become a light today. Featuring Pastors Larry and Yvonne Clark. This message will teach, empower, encourage, and even challenge you in your walk with the Lord. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit familylifeonline.org. And now, here's this week's speaker. Glory to God. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving. And we enter your courts with praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We enter in. Saul said, I'll do anything. But he tells us what to do. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. (laughs) And enter his courts with praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know that when Jesus died on the cross, it was through his thanksgiving and praise that ushered us in to the holies of holies. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So we're in that place today. We're in the, the holies of holies this morning. Glory to God. But the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So there's an awareness of God's presence. Because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you that you may boldly say that the Lord is my helper. He's here. He's with us. He's in us. Amen. And so what we want is an awareness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They, They have what is called smoke detectors. So that they'll go off to let you become aware that there's smoke in the house. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, Jesus is here. And he wants us to be aware of his presence at all times. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus you, are here. you are here. And I thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That I can be aware of your presence by giving thanks. Hallelujah. Anybody ever felt like they're alone and Jesus wasn't around? Amen. When he, again, he's always here. How do you become aware that he's with you? Thanksgiving. <laughs> Glory to God. When, when your senses are saying and your feelings are saying that he's not here, where is God? You ever, ever ask that question? Where is God? Well, he said, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So when you begin to give thanks, that's why he said, and how many things give thanks? All things give thanks. Amen. Because when we begin to give thanks, that is your alarm system, and it begins to alert. It begins to alert your mind that God's here. <laughs> Hallelujah. The fire is here, amen. <laughs> Glory to God, the fire is here. So you have a built-in system, the Lord's telling you how to operate it, that you can become aware of the Lord's presence at all times. Just give thanks. Hallelujah, just give thanks. Come on, can you lift your hands and just give thanks? Lord, we thank you. 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 Hallelujah. 
glory. Somebody said, why am I thanking you for it? Because we need to, we need to become aware that there's, there's fire in the house. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want, you know, well, the smoke detector, it senses you that there's fire so you can do something about it. Amen. But we want to know, we want to become aware there's fire. In the, the Holy Ghost is in here. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants to operate. Glory to God. I was, I was listening to a scripture the other day. It just came up when I woke up in the morning. And it says, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is working on the inside of us. And then I, I heard this. It, it, it changed it around. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly according to the power that's working in us. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. Say it with me. God is able, God is able to do exceeding abundantly according to the power that's working in us. Now, I heard this. His power is always working. His power is always working where? In us. Say it with me. The power of God is always working in us. Say it again. The power of God is always working in us. Now, I've heard people say, where's God's power? That's because you ain't reading. <laughs> and we're not reading the Bible. The power's where? In us. The power's where? In us. And it's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Because the power is in us. Hallelujah. Can you say it again? The power's in me. Say the power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Now, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that, see here it is, above all that we ask or think. So, the, so why, somebody, we might say, then why isn't the power, why can't I see the power? Because it's based on a He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So it's our thinking that determines the power. Our thinking determines how much power is going to be released. Oh, you, you see this? I'm going to say it again. Our thinking determines how much power or if any power will flow. Our asking, our mouth, what that ask means, a demand. See, when you open your mouth, you put a demand on the power. You think and you ask. You ask or think. If we don't do that, then the power can't flow. How many people came in a car today? You turned the engine on. All right. But what's the next step after you put the seatbelt on? Adjust your mirrors, look behind you. And then you put it in gear, whichever way you're going. Then what determines if our car is going to move? You got to put your foot on the accelerator, take your foot off the gas. So you're determining how much power is going to be released. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he's able to do exceeding abundantly. According to the power that work is in us, but it's all determined upon what you ask 
or what you think. Okay? So if you don't think, then you don't see no power. If you don't ask, there'll be no power. Glory to God. But the power is there. Hallelujah. In me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's declare this. You brought your papers. We're going to make a declaration today. Let's take them out. Let's look on the back. Praise God. Let's make our confession this morning. 2017, the year of increase. Really, they're the wrong papers anymore. That's from a couple weeks ago. But the confession's on the back. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Ready? Glory. Let's read. Anyone? That's from a couple weeks ago. But we need the ones. They're not the ones from uh, from the other week, from last week. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. But they have the confession on the back. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody got that? Okay. Amen. Is there enough for our young people to see? I want everybody declaring this. How many can use increase in their lives? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we what? And so we got to put it in our mouth and we got to say it and then we got to think it and speak it. Amen. Glory. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Ready? Let's declare it. Confession of increase. Ready? Today is my day of increase. The spirit of increase is up on me and within me. The Lord is increasing my children and me more and more. Supernatural financial breakthroughs are taking place right now. I am increasing, enlarging, and multiplying. I am becoming increase-minded. God's original intent was for me to increase. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. He adds no sorrow to it. I am increasing in every area of my life, spirit, soul, and body, and financially. Everything I set my hand to do is increasing. All bills are paid. All debts are removed. I have much left over. I believe I am increasing through supernatural wealth transfer. It is coming to me. It is coming on me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, we've been talking when we use the scripture, John 10, 10. The thief cometh in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Amen. Amen. So Jesus has come that we might have what? Life. Amen. So the life of God, see, that's where the power of God, the life of God and the power of God is really the same thing. You can't separate life from power. You can't separate God's life from his power. All right? Where life is his power. Where there's life, there is flow, there is movement. So again, inside of you, if you're born again, he came that we might have life. God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. When you die and you go to heaven, that's when you get it? No. When do you get eternal life? 
Now, where is that eternal life? In us. All right? It's in us, and to the degree that we believe that and declare that will determine how far that life will go. All right? Some, some Christians have never learned how to allow that everlasting life to flow out through their soul area to change their emotions, to change their will, and to change their thinking. See? Again, we've been taught that when I die, go to heaven, that I'm going to get life. But that's false. That's what the devil wants us to think. When do we have life? When do we have life? Yeah. Amen. We have life right now. It's everlasting. And that life should increase from the inside of us out throughout. Everybody, uh, anybody remember the story of Peter? When he was, I think it's like the 10th, 11th chapter. And, or was it Paul? No, it's Peter. All right? And Peter's walking down the streets. And his shadow. And when the shadow went by people, they got healed. You ever wonder why that happened? The shadow of somebody. Or the Bible said, lay hands on the sick and they should recover. What's, what's coming out? What's coming out of your hands? Okay. Power, life. Okay. So what we want to do, let's, this life and this power is a person. Power is a person. Power is, is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Power is the Holy Ghost. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. So, when you lay hands on the sick, what's coming out of you? Life. Power. And what's go- what happens when you lay hands on the sick? They show what? Recover. Because what life does, it will get rid of death. When light comes, it'll get rid of darkness. All right. So, we as Christians should have least power coming through our hands. But I want to show you how Peter, when he was walking, that the power, the life of God flowed not only through his hands, but far as his shadow went out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Power. Power. Somebody say power. power. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost is the power. power. Life. Life. That's what I have right now. Life. So God wants to bring us to a place when we develop and allow the life to flow through our soul, through our bodies. Coming through our bodies will bring healing. Bring healing to our bodies. The life of God. Say with me, I got the life of God in me. Hallelujah. All right, now, let's move on. Thank you, Jesus. Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He comes to steal your what? Joy. Kill your what? And destroy your what? Amen. Everybody say, Satan comes to what? Steal your joy, kill your faith, destroy your dreams. What are we supposed to do? Resist him. 
and he will do what? Flee. Hallelujah. All right. Let's move on today. We talked about what is joy. Joy is an expression of God's grace. Joy is our strength. Joy is the container in which the glory of God is housed or contained. Right? In his presence, there's fullness of joy. That joy is filled with glory. No joy, glory is not manifested. No glory manifests, no change. How many people like to change some circumstance in their life? Raise your hand. Something that shouldn't be there, you want to get rid of it. You like to do that? Well, see, the only way you can do that is when you allow that circumstance to become engulfed with God's glory. Because when God's glory is manifested, it brings everything to the original intent the way it should be. You want people want to be healed? Then we need glory. Amen. Once he changes, we need glory. You want, you want to change? You need glory. The Bible said we're changed from glory to glory. So as the glory of God is manifest in our life, then it brings forth change. But the glory of God is only manifested. See, you can't do anything in your natural situation. You can't change anything. The glory changes. When darkness was on the face of the deep, how did God change the darkness? He said what? Light be. What's light? His glory. Now, how did he say that? No. Joy. Somebody say joy. Say this, that the glory is contained in the joy. So why do you think the devil wants to steal your joy? See, if he can steal your joy, you'll never change. He wants to keep us looking at the circumstance, at the problem. How many people know? If I keep looking at the problem, if I keep looking at what's wrong, will I ever rejoice? Will you? No. Because you're looking at the problem. So if he can get you looking at the problem, then he'll steal your joy. And if you don't rejoice, then the glory can't flow. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we, we really need to get a hold of this because, you know, we won't see any manifestation of God's power unless somebody begins to rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again, I say rejoice. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory, God. All right. So joy is a container for the glory of God to manifest his presence in his presence, there's fullness of joy. The fullness is the glory. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's move on. So Satan comes to steal you. Uh, also, joy is the force. It's a force. It's a spiritual force, Brother Jeff. Amen, Sister Lenny. It's a spiritual force. We need that. See, so how are you going to resist the devil? With a force. Not your force, but joy. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a force. That means you have the joy. It's part of life. There are people, there are people that's been despondent all their life. They got life. They're not operating life. Because in life, there's joy. Right? 
Hallelujah. What do people do usually if, if I mean, if, they, if, if, if they're good parents? What do you usually do when the child is born? Celebrate, right? Yeah, rejoicing. Celebrate, right? Glory. Usually you do that. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because there's life. There's life. Hallelujah. Amen. So the purpose of joy, purpose of joy is to change things. Amen. To bring about the glory. And then we, we're talking about how Satan, what Satan used to steal our joy. He comes to steal our joy. What does he use? Well, we talked about the discus. He tries to dis, bring discontentment, distraction, discouragement, disappointment, disease, dishonor. These are things he used to steal our joy. So what are we supposed to do when Satan comes to bring discontentment, disease, dis oh, here's another one. Oh, man, I forgot that one. You want to add this? Disaster. Right? And so, when there's a great disaster, how many, you see people going around laughing? Not usually, do you? No. Why? So why do you think that tornado came and ripped up all those homes? God did it. Now, he was, he, it came in there to do what? To steal your joy. I mean, if we get a hold of this, your life will change. We'll start increasing everything. The only thing that thing happened in your life, because Satan wanted to do what? Steal your joy. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> are you going to let him? No. I said, are you going to let him? No. Amen. Not going to let him do that. We're going to resist him. How do you resist him? Joy. <laughs> if you want to change something, rejoice. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. All righty. Now, we have to increase our joy. How do you do that? Well, I just shared a little bit before. The greatest way to increase your joy is giving thanks. Because there's a relationship between joy and grace and thanksgiving. All three come from the same word. Okay, all three. So in order to release that joy, you have to make a decision in everything to give thanks. And as you're giving thanks, no matter what the situation is, if it's good or bad, do what? Give thanks. So when I give thanks, what happens? The joy of the Lord is increasing. And as it begins to increase, it will begin to consume all the junk that is around and replace it with God's grace. And then you see manifestations will come. Hallelujah. And everything give thanks. Thanking God for all things unto God. As we develop a what? Lifestyle of thanksgiving. Have we been doing that? Or have we been letting the devil steal from us? Mm. Have we been letting the devil steal from us? I think some of us have. Because we have not learned to do what? In everything, what? Can you lift your hands as you give thanks again? Hallelujah. So, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Now, what are you thanking God for? Grace. You're thanking for grace. Hallelujah. And when I give great joy, joy, joy and grace goes together. And when that joy is 
full of faith. See, thanksgiving begins to fill your joy so that the glory of God will begin to increase in your life. Life will begin to manifest, and it comes from here out. That's what thanksgiving did. Simple? Is that hard? How come we don't do it? Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to give thanks in everything. See, it comes by making a decision. And everything I'm going to give thanks. We haven't been taught that. We didn't, the world don't say give thanks in everything. They give thanks on Thanksgiving Day. Once a year. But it's gratitude. Attitude. An attitude of gratitude. Giving thanks so that the joy can flow. So he won't still kill your faith and steal your dreams. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. All righty. Hallelujah. How do I increase my joy? Giving thanks. Number one way. That survey said. <laughs> Number one way. What? Giving thanks. Amen. Amen. That includes praying in the spirit. Because praying in the spirit is the best way. Paul said, uh, when I pray in the spirit, I give thanks well. So the best way to give thanks is praying in the spirit. Because, see, what we do, see, notice our thanksgiving is usually you're thanking God for all the good stuff. Huh? I just want to give thanks for my life, health, and strength. I'm indeed glad to be in the house of the Lord. I just give thanks for his life, health, and strength. All right. and, you give, and that's based on what you can see. Yeah. It's based on what you can see. But when you give thanks for things that you can't see, that's still good, but you can't see it. You pray in the Spirit. Amen. You build yourself up. You pray in the Spirit. You pray in the Spirit. You pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Because I can't see it out here. Glory to God. I just don't see how I'm going to give thanks when all this stuff is going. Well, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll just be lying. Well, you ain't lying when you're praying in the Spirit. Because the Holy Ghost sees stuff. See, 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 see. See, 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 why, why am I praying in the spirit? Because because you can only see what's in front of you, but the Holy Ghost can see tomorrow. He can see a week from now. See, he can see that God is working on a plan in your life. He's working something out for good because the Bible said all things work together for what? Good to those who what? Love the Lord. And although you can't see because God ain't in time, y'all. How many people know that? God's not in time. God doesn't win now. You're in time. God's not in time. We're in time. So when God said he did it now, he did it now. He didn't lie. God said, I healed you now. You're healed. <laughs> because he's not in time. We're in time. Now, what we want to do, we try to get God to get into time. He can't get into time. He would have to become, well, he did once. He became a man. <laughs> Woo! And he got to time. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, he got to time. He was born. He got to time, and he was born as a baby. Trapped up in time. He's in time. He's made flesh. He said he, he didn't take on the nature of the angel. He took on the nature of a of, of man. So he came down in time. And he had to grow. Baby. Teenage stage. 
young adult stage, man, took, took what? Time, right? Jesus, God came in time. But when Jesus died and rose again, he went into heaven. He's no longer in time. But he made a way. He knows we're still in time, but he made a way by faith that we can come up out of that time and see things from his perspective and see, even though it's down the road, glory to God, it's coming in time to us. He can show you, the Holy Ghost to show you, it's already done. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory to God. Hallelujah. Your thanksgiving and giving joy, it's going to speed up the process. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why God, he, what's taking them so long. It's you. It's me. Not following what he say to do. Give thanks. My pastor, I give thanks. No, you're a liar. I said, you're a liar. Because if you tell me the truth, then thanks your work. You're, you're a liar. You're deceived. That's what we are. We're deceived. I've been deceived. The Bible says, and everything give thanks. This is the will of God. This is how you bring the will of God to pass. You can't, we can't sit up and say, I've been doing this. You make God a liar. And he's not a liar. That means you just got to be diligent and keep doing it until it works out in time for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Well, I, you know, this is me. I, 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 you got to make a decision. I heard uh, Brother Keith. Man, all the people on, on the Believer's Voice talking the same thing. Brother Keith Moore is talking about rejoicing. This morning, we're, we're, I said, wow. He's used the same scripture that we're, we're using. Turn to uh, Luke chapter 15. Hallelujah. You know what he said? I, I, I wrote it down. It takes a choice. It takes a choice to rejoice. <laughs> you got to choose to. You got to choose to open your mouth and give thanks. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Woo! I got to choose to rejoice. Glory. Amen. Everybody got? We're finding. We're in. Uh, we're in. Fifteen. I gotta find it. Oops, I just got rid of it. <laughs> I just got rid of it. And we got Luke. We're, we're looking at uh, the prodigal son this morning. Hallelujah! Last week when we ended up, we we're talking about the love of God. And what can separate us from the love of God? Then he said, I'm persuaded that there's nothing shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Okay. Now watch this, Luke 15. I want to show you something today in Luke 15. We're going to take a look at something. Because one of the things we talk about increasing our joy and one of the things, again, Thanksgiving is the main thing, the way to increase our joy. Praying in the Spirit is giving thanks well. 
But I'm going to show you those things that come to steer your joy. All right. Satan doesn't want us to enter into the joy of the Lord. Again, you enter into this joy. It's not something you, you, you're making up. If, well, if I give thanks, then I'll make joy happen. No, you can't make joy happen. It is. The whole heaven is filled with joy. There's joy all around us. The glory is all around us. The whole earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. So when I give thanks, I'm not trying to make joy, work it up. Now I've seen people doing the church. Let's work. That's what we did. In the, you know, trying to work this thing up. Get the praise and worship team to work up joy. You don't work up joy. It's already there. It's in you. It's all around you. All you got to do is be aware of it. And enter in. Watch this. Let's take a look at this, this young man. Hallelujah. Verse 11. And, then, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. Okay. They, the guy had two, two sons. Mutt and Jeff. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Mutt and Jeff. Mutt was the oldest and Jeff was the youngest. And Jeff, you know, he's, he's young. He want to see the world. You ever been like that? I'm talking about your older ones that was teenagers. You're teenagers. You want to get out there and you want to find yourself. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to find himself. Lord, let me find myself. So he, he went to his father. Give me my portion of goods that falls to me. And the father, the father said, huh, I ain't dead yet. <laughs> so what did, the, what did the father do? And he divided unto them his living. How many people know that was a good father? Let me say that. This should be called, the prodigal son should be called the good father. <laughs> Amen. This is all about the good father. He's a good, good father. Who he is? Who he is? You believe that? You believe God's good? He's a good, good father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Lord. And not many days after, the younger son gathered. You think, you think the younger son? Well, let me read it first. He gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. Far. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. Waste, just wasted everything. And it, he went to fight. He got far away from his father. Why would you want to do that? Well, Dad, Mom, I'm going to college. I don't, I don't want rowing. I'm going to go, woo, out in California. <laughs> and the father says, Jeff, okay. You want to go to college? No, well, you know, you can stay right here at Rowan and get a good education. No, I want to get away from home. I want to go out to California. I still don't know what I want to do out there, but, you know. But my goal is to get away from you. You're not going to tell them that because they got to foot the bill. (laughs) I mean, that's what it's talking about here. He divided his goods. 
Say, okay, son, I'll send you to college. $20,000 a year. And the, and the son went off to college. Jeff went off to college. And out in college, had a good old time. Wasted all the money out there in college. <laughs> Didn't go to school. <laughs> Didn't go to class. <laughs> He's having, he was partying every night. <laughs> Brother Terry said where he lives around Temple, all night long they're, they're partying. 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 When do you have time to study? Huh? Wasting. Riotous living. <laughs> Amen. Are you going to school? Are you going to college? Yeah? What are you going to do? Huh? NBA? Okay. All right. You want to go far away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So this son goes out and wasted all he had. And when he spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. He began to be in want. Got hungry out there. Money ran out. When he got lost his money, the girls left. <laughs> hey, man. There's no more girls to get his money. <laughs> Hallelujah. No friends. And look what he did. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. I got to get me a job. <laughs> Glory to God. With the french fries. <laughs> the Big Macs. <laughs> now, I'm not saying anything wrong with, you know, getting a job at Mickey D's. But that's not the lifestyle he lived when he was back with his father. You know? Digging out French fries and making Big Macs. <laughs> he gets hungry. <laughs> he wanted the Big Mac. <laughs> But that's not what he grew up on. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's not what he grew up on. He, he grew up, you know, fled me young. <laughs> right? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Some good sweet potatoes. <laughs> Some cornbread. <laughs> now you got to satisfy with a bun. <laughs> And think about it, you know, he, he would have ate it, but he had no money to pay for it. The, the, the job didn't, it didn't say, well, you know, you're an employee here, you can eat the food. Boss said, man, you want food? When you get your first paycheck, then we allow you to have a Big Mac. So he's just watching, you know, he's boarding out the fries, his Big Mac, and he can't get nothing. And then besides, nobody gave him anything. <laughs> Nobody gave him nothing. Nobody on the job. Nobody gave him nothing. That's bad, right? And you, you're hungry. Nobody's giving you nothing. Oh, hallelujah. You see this? Mm, mm, mm. Verse 16, he would have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, oh, look at this. He, what happened? He came to himself. Somebody say, he came to himself. I was thinking about Brother Frank today. He came to himself. <laughs> and he said, how many hired servants of my father have bread enough and spare, 
and I perish with hunger. Glory. Man, he's out there, who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? <laughs> I remember my daddy, he wouldn't let me be like this. I had the best. He said, but I know my daddy, he won't accept me. He probably won't accept me back, but I just want to be one of his hired servants of his. They got fed well. They were well taken care of. I, I, I'd be okay if I was just one of them. Look at him. Look what he says. He came to himself. All that time he went trying to find himself, he had to come back and realize he was a son of his father. <laughs> and his father was good. Hallelujah. Woo. And when he came to himself, look what he said, verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And am no more worthy, now I want you to keep this in mind, and no more worthy to be called thy son, make me as one of thy hired servants. I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. Look what I've done. I've messed up. I've messed up. I messed up. How, how could you love me to be a son? The Bible says that uh, what matter of love the Father has bestowed upon us that he should call us the sons of God. <laughs> I'm not worthy to be a son. Yeah. Just make me a servant. Make me a slave. Oh, but look at it. Oh, he's, he rose and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great far away, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Oh, look at that. Isn't that a good, good father? That's who you are. That's who you are. <laughs> and I'm loved by you. That's who he is. Yeah, the good father. Amen. And the, and the father, see, the father, when the, when the son left for college, the father never stopped looking for him. I could see every day he looked out there, looked out there, waiting for, his, waiting for the son to come home because he knew that love never fails. <laughs> Amen. Love never fails. And he knew one day the son was going to come home. Amen. He was praying for him. What was he doing? Interceding for him. Glory to God. Praying for him. And one day, son came home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the father saw him, had compassion, ran, fell on his neck and kissed him. And look at the, here's the son. He had a speech already. He did go to one class. How to write a good speech. <laughs> Amen. And he said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. I'm no, there's that word again. I'm not worthy to be called your son. We got Christians like that. I'm, not, I'm so unworthy. I'm so unworthy. I'm so unworthy. I'm just a worm. When Jesus paid the price, shed his blood, that we can come into his presence as a son of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Called a son while we were yet sinners. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at this. Now look at this. But the father, say the good father, said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Who, now look at the best robe. The best robe is the father's robe. 
So the father said, servants, go get my robe and put it on him. Hallelujah. You know what that robe is called? Righteousness. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! Put a ring on his hand. You know what that means? There's a ring. Give him authority. Amen. Put a ring on him. Hallelujah. Give him authority. Give him the same authority that I have. And remember, this kid just ran away a little while ago. Now father's trusting him with his authority. Put some shoes on his feet. Oh, man, look at this. Now he got shoes. The guy came with no shoes. But now he's dressed with shoes. Now he has peace. Glory to God. He has a purpose. And you know why people don't have peace? They don't have purpose. Put those shoes on him. had purpose. Hallelujah. He had authority. He was righteous. Glory to God. He was worthy. <laughs> there it is. Amen. What makes you worthy? Because God called you righteous. He gave you authority, dominion. And he gave you peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm, I'm bringing this up for a point because I'm going to show you something here. He took him from the place where he was unworthy, brought him back to position of worth, value. The good father puts value on you. He sees you as important. You are somebody. Say, I'm somebody. Say, I am important. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. No one, listen, the, God our Father is a judge. And I heard this, and this is neat. That when a judge, let's say, uh, Brother Joey, well, Brother Terry, let's say that you, the police came to your apartment, arrested you, and accused you of something you didn't do. Right. And you go before the court, you said, I'm innocent, I'm, I'm, I'm innocent, but the judge says, and no, nobody believed you and sentenced you, but you're innocent. Now, what made that, what, now he's now guilty in the lies of the law. He's guilty. Now, who made him guilty? Because he was innocent. Who made him guilty? The court, the judge. The judge had the power to make him guilty even though he wasn't guilty. He's innocent. But take another person, comes along, Elder Terry, and he did do something wrong. I mean, he really messed up. But they couldn't find enough evidence. Even though he's guilty, the judge said, you're free. Even though he's guilty, he's what? So who, had, who determines the guilt in somebody's life? You or the judge? Come on, you see this? I don't care how much you messed up in life. Who determines whether you're guilty or not? The judge. Now watch this. We all have sinned and come short of the, of, of the glory of God. 
But Jesus paid the price through his shed blood. The Father, bam. He said, everybody here is now not guilty. You're innocent. Hallelujah. But the devil said he messed up. He's accuser. He messed up. You know what he did? He, he, know, he said, you're innocent forever. As long as you believe in me. Hallelujah. And the accuser comes along and says, no, you messed up. You, no, no, no. But you're innocent. You're not guilty. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Now watch this. All right. And look what happens. And he said in verse 23, he said, and bring. So what the father was the judge of that household. The father just judged his son not guilty, right? He's not guilty. He has a robe. He has a ring. He's not guilty. All right. For this, my son was dead. Oh, he said, and bring the fatted calf, the best calf. We've been, we've been holding this calf as a time to celebrate. And this is the time to celebrate, to bring the best of food. And let's celebrate. Man, hallelujah. He said, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and found, and they began to be merry. Okay? Say it with me. They began to be merry. They began to celebrate. They began to rejoice. They began to honor the son. They began to honor the son. Everybody came together, servants and everybody. I don't know how many daughters he had. It doesn't say. But they all began to celebrate. The Bible said the angels rejoice when one sinner repents. Why? Listen, why are you here today? The Bible said the angels rejoice when one sinner. And the Lord showed me this. You're here this morning to celebrate somebody's giving their life to Christ. You're here to celebrate this brother's born again. This sister's born again. You ain't here for yourself. We're coming to celebrate because the angels are celebrating. Glory. God is calling us to celebrate each other's life. You can stay home and watch Joel Osteen. You don't need to go to church to see careful dollar. But you need to come to church. We need to come to church so we can rejoice with others. Hallelujah. <laughs> you can't do that in front of your TV. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So they were, in, they were inside. Their music was playing, the saxophone was playing, glory to God, the keyboard was playing, the drums was playing, glory to God, and they were dancing. And the son comes up, the older son, Mutt, comes up from the field. He'd been working hard out in that field. Mutt comes up and said, what's going on here? What's all the merriment? And look what, look what, the, look what, this, look what the uh, person said. He says, uh, and, and he called one of the servants and asked, what these things meant. And he said unto them, Thy brother has come. The brother has come back. And the father has killed the fatted calf because he had received him safe and sound. Looked like the brother should have been rejoicing, shouldn't he? That's my brother. My brother's back. That's not what happened, y'all. Mutt got a little indignant. Mutt got angry. And would not go in. Now stop right there. We talked about entering to his gates with what? Now watch this. What stops a person from entering into 
the joy of the Lord and rejoicing. He was what? Read it. Verse 28. He was angry. Anger will stop you from entering into the rejoicing of the Lord. That very thing that will give you strength to get you out of the circumstance, the devil will trick you through anger and you won't rejoice. I want you to hear this today. I don't know how many minutes we have left. I want you to hear this good because there's a lot of angry Christians today. A lot of angry Christians, a lot of angry people. And we're angry. I'm going to tell you why you get angry. Hold on. Give me a few minutes. This is stopping people from entering to the joy of the Lord. The angry and he would not. Remember a choice to rejoice? They wouldn't enter in. All the dancing and the music, they wouldn't get into it because they were angry. Now, I'm not saying it's 100%. I bet you it's 90%. There's the anger issues. Now, that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm, not putting, I'm not throwing cold water on us, on somebody's face. That's good news. I was talking to somebody the other day. You know what? Until we realize that most of our problem is anger issues, we'll never get help. Somewhere down inside, there's some anger going on in our life. Something happened back then. And we got angry. And it stayed there and started to grow. He got angry. And he wouldn't go in. Now, let's look at it. Everybody see that? Let me ask you, why wouldn't he go into the joy? Because he was what? Angry. Okay. Now, look at this. Look at the father. Here's a good, good father. Therefore came his father out and treated him, begged him. All right, Pastor Larry. <laughs> Would y'all just lift your hands and praise the Lord? <laughs> just give God some glory, hallelujah. <laughs> just give God some praise, hallelujah. Come on in. I, I need some men to dance with me this morning. Glory to God. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> he begged him. Come on, enter in. Enter in. And look, at, look what he said. And he answered his father, said, Lo, these many years do I serve you. I went to church every Sunday. I paid my tithes. I prayed. I turned the other cheek. I did all you told me to do. You never gave me a, a chicken. Here you, here this son of yours who wasted all his money on prostitutes, you had the nerve to kill the fatted calf. He didn't tell him that he had also got a robe and a ring. I mean, he would have really got that. Now, question. Why was the young man angry? You got to answer this. This will help all of us today. Because I know we all have dealt with anger issues. And it's not anger management. 
That's not the answer. The answer is find out, first of all, I'm angry. And this will help everybody else today. If I'm sitting around and watching other people rejoice and I'm not doing it, there must be anger issues involved somewhere. So that's your key. And you hear a good music song come on and you, you just sitting up there on your feet, not even a little toe movement. There's anger issues going on. Because it wouldn't enter in. I did everything, you, Lord, you told me to do. I even confessed by your stripes I'm healed five times. And I didn't get healed. But here, this person, I know Brother, brother Doodad, man. I saw him, he was in the bar. And he came in, pastor laid hands on him. He got healed. I ain't get healed. All these people getting healed. I ain't get healed. And I'm doing everything you say. Mm. Let, me, let, me, let me help us out. I did everything. Listen, with God, God, you can do what? So it's you doing it, but it's God working in you. Are you coming to church because you came to church? Or God gave you the strength and put the will in you to come? Amen. Are you giving your tithes because you think that's going to bless you? Or are you already blessed? Hallelujah. I'm giving my tithes and offerings because I love God. Hallelujah. If we, if, we, if we do it for other reasons, you'll find yourself angry. Now watch this. I'm going to help you out. Why was the mutt, the eldest son, angry? I'm going to say this. What did the younger son do to him? Did he do anything to him? Did the younger son do anything to him? Now watch this. So when, listen now, when we say that because this young man stepped on my toe, I'm angry, that's not why you're angry. You have a reason to place it on. But that's not why you're angry. See, what people do to you really don't make you angry. You've been taught that. Because the devil don't want you to get to the... Now, it seems like that would be it. And he stepped on my toe and he didn't say he was sorry. That's not why people get angry. You want to know? Are you want to know why? Come back next week. <laughs> I, just, I just have to... I believe the Lord wants me to tell you why. We get angry because we feel we're not worth much or anything. Little. Remember I kept going by, he said, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And what did the father do? Made him worthy. You know why the Bible says children, father, parents don't provoke your children to wrath? What he's telling them, he said, Make your child feel important. Tell them that they're important. Celebrate them. Honor them. Let them know they're important. If we don't do these things, then kids will grow up, people will grow up. Uh, and a good teacher, he will always 
lift up all the students. This Mr. Uh, little Johnny who's gotten all A's. But how about the one in the back of the room? And the reason why he's failing, he's probably smarter than Mr. Johnny, Brother Johnny, but he's failing because he don't think he's worth much. So he acts out. And what? Anger. That's why people are angry. I'm not, I'm not important. I'm not worth much. So we get angry. We're really angry at ourselves. Then we put it on God. God, how come you didn't do this for me? How come you didn't do that for me? But the bottom line is, I don't feel I'm worth much. I'm not worth anything. I had no value in my life. I'm not important. You know, if I was important, then why did he step on my toe and didn't say anything? I must not be important. Why did my parents, listen, listen to this, I'm trying to, why did my parents divorce? Most kids whose parents divorce, they think they did something wrong. It must not be important because they're important. They would stay together. I can't be important. I'm not important. I'm not important because my, my mother didn't want me. She gave me up. I can't be important. See? That's a lie. That's a lie. Every person born on the face of the earth, God the judge <laughs> has said, you are important, hallelujah. God the judge said, you are worth something, hallelujah. You have value. <laughs> hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You are important, glory to God. I don't care what you look the father I don't son I don't care what you did I'm still going to put a ring on your finger I'm still going to call you righteous hallelujah I'm still going to give you shoes of peace hallelujah I'm going to give you a purpose in your life hallelujah my son Jesus paid the price hallelujah glory to God Woo! hallelujah hallelujah Man, you get that back, you get a hold of that glory to God. I am valuable. Come on, can you say it with me? I am valuable. Say it again. I am valuable. Say it again. I'm valuable. And we'll end with this. And we'll pick we'll pick this up next week. When you feel that you're not valuable, you always walk around with self-condemnation. And know what nobody else says to you, you'll not change. You'll always think, I'm not worth much. I'm not worth much. I've seen this happen. I've seen people, I've seen kids in school. You tell them, you know, you're, you're, they can't see it. Because only the blood of Jesus can deal with that. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Become a Light Today podcast. Family Life Christian Fellowship services are every Sunday at 11 a.m. and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Call area code 856-430-6365 or visit us online today at familylifeonline.org for more information.